Hi guys, welcome to the Art of Acquisitions podcast. Here we discuss how you can create cash flow and grow your wealth with acquisitions. We have a great guest lineup, including Craig. Craig bought two businesses with 10 million in sales, no money down. And Alan, Alan has led multiple deals ranging in value from 1 million to 9 billion. Yes, that was right, 1 million to 9 billion. Art of Acquisitions, simply the fastest strategy to create cash flow and grow your wealth. So welcome, everybody. Um, Dan Taylor here, as you know, and today we're with Rob Moore of Progressive Property, Progressive Success, Disruptive Entrepreneur, and a whole series of other things. So why are we going live today? What are we doing today? Well, today, (laughs) easy tiger. (laughs) Today, what we're doing is we're talking about social media, social media for property investors. And obviously, it's a very capital-intensive asset class. And at some point, you run out of money. And that doesn't take too long. So what do we do then? What do, what's the next course of action? Well, the next course of action is really finding out how we do no money down deals. Yep. And to do that, you need to build a brand. You need to build your tribe. And, uh, and to do that, you really want to become a gravitational force to attract investors for your deals and create a win-win. Now, to do that, we've asked Rob to explain how to do that because he's a master of this. He's a prolific content creator. In fact, he's a, he's a gravitational force that attracts billionaires to help uh, share insights to help, you know accelerate all our journeys. But what I've asked Rob to do is not what he does today because if you look around here, we've got a massive fancy studio. Who has one of these? Um, so what I've asked him to do today is, we're talking about how to build your brand to attract investors and how to do that in 30 minutes a day without the big team that he has around him and um, without the team and without the tribe. If he was starting again today, what would he do? So we're going to come on to that in a second. All right. Yeah? Yeah, because I'm ready. when this man starts, he doesn't stop. Um, is that okay if I, I do a little intro? You've just done it. Fantastic. You? <laughs> Another, but, you know, for people that don't know Rob Moore that's living in a, under a rock, um, Rob has been in business for 13 years. He's also been in property for 15 years. He's got best-selling books in various languages, 200 podcasts in various languages. He also holds the world speaking record at 47 and a half hours. Lord knows how you got through that one. And um, he's raised hundreds of thousands of pounds for charities. He educates and inspires over 11,000 people a year. Unbelievably, he has over 700 properties with JV investors. And he's developing right now a jumbo shops and uppers, and the biggest development in Peter Peterborough as we speak, with over a hundred units. That's all awesome, fantastic. But when he was starting out, what I'm really keen on is finding out two things: the two most important GVs in your life. Number one has obviously been your business partner, Mark. Yeah, how did you find him? And then secondly, the second, what I assume would be your biggest uh, JV investors the ones that invested in the 700 plus properties. Now, back in the day, when we didn't have as much social media, what did you do? How did you attract them, Rob? Okay, so Mark and I have just over 800 properties, um, but some of them are managed by a letting agency. Some of them are owned personally. Some of them are in joint ventures. So we don't own outright all 700, Mm. I think it's important to say, but we own, manage or co-own over 800 in that letting agency over there. And like you said, Mark and I are doing a 100-unit development, which apparently is um, the biggest private rental scheme in Peterborough currently. Mm. Um, And I met Mark at the last week of December in 2006. 
So I'd been struggling a few years. I got myself into debt from university and then, you know, just not earning much for a few years. And my debt sort of, I didn't go from zero to 50 grand in debt overnight. It probably went from 18 to 25 years old. I just put up a bit more debt. It compounded. And I got myself about 50 grand, just under 50 grand in debt by um, just 2005. Now, for years, my dad had been saying, get into property. A gallery owner who was hanging my art um, was saying, you should get into property. And back in that time, everyone was getting into property except me. And then my dad had a, a nervous breakdown in his pub. He got sectioned by the police. He got beaten quite badly by them in front of all of his customers. And I just, that was a big turning point for me because I just felt a lot of shame. I, I felt like a lot of it was my fault. I felt like my dad had always raised me to be an entrepreneur, give me a lot of opportunities. He put me through school and university. He'd really supported me. And I felt like uh, my life had just drifted directionless. And I'm 25, about to be 26, and I'm 50 grand in debt and I've got nothing. And, you know, my family's being pulled apart. So I had a few days of beating myself up and feeling really shit about myself and life. And then I thought, you know what? I've got to do something about this. And I didn't know what or how, but um, I went back to this gallery owner and I said, I'm going to invest in property. My dad's mm-hmm. been saying it. My dad's not very well. I want to do it for him as well as me. I'm going to get into property. Yeah. And he said, you should go to this property meeting. It's blah, blah, blah at the, at the Holiday Inn, which is actually just around the corner from mm-hmm. here. And I was nervous about it. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't confident, um, but I went anyway. I remember riding on my bike because I didn't have a car. And the last person I networked with, and we hung out in the bar for an hour or two, was Mark Homer. And he was the first proper person I had a, a proper conversation with about property. So mm-hmm. some people are going to watch this and go, "Well, Rob, you got really lucky." But was I mean, Mark, Mark in property at the present moment in time when you met him. You were Mark, Mark was maybe five years ahead of me. Right. He had probably a dozen or so properties. Mm-hmm. He would bought some wrong as well as some right overseas off plan, new build. Uh, and um, yeah, area. we just we just got on. Yeah. We struck a, a good friendship. And um, fast forward, what, a month? He got me in a, a job in a property company. Fast forward about another 11 months from that. So a year in and we bought 20 properties together ran out of his money, ran out of his mum's money, ran out of his stepdad's money. Then we went from 20 to 50 in the second year. Some for us and some we packaged on for other investors because we mm-hmm. teach deal packaging. Ran out of my mum's money, ran out of my uncle's money, recycled it all and went from round two and then went from 50 upwards. Right. And in 50 upwards, that was obviously joint venture investors. Yeah. yeah. So, so once it was, once mum, uncle, stepdad and Mark's mum once all their capital had been invested, yeah. was out. Friends and family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and some people won't do friends and family. Um, I just think as long as you treat it as a proper professional commercial enterprise. Absolutely. I wouldn't like to do them either, but allow them to invest. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. If, if they come to you. Um, In which year was this, roughly? This was 2006. No, this was 2006. Yeah, 2006 and 2007. Yeah. So by 2008, we had non family members doing JVs with us. And so that would be, by the way, Mark had put a lot of his money in. So Mark was one of my JV partners. Yeah. Um, and then we found um, we found two people who came to our events. But I think importantly, obviously, social media back then wasn't the same as it is now. So how did you find them? Was it all events, physical events? We, we were going to property networking events. Yeah. I started speaking at the front of networking events rather than being in the um, audience mm-hmm. at the back. So I, I started doing public speaking in 2006. 
Mark and I put ourselves out there a lot. Now, if social media had been a thing back then, I'd have been doing lives every day. I'd have been in all the property groups. I'd have been putting on my own experience and journey out there. I think if you join Progressive Property uh, and you share your journey and you teach what you learn and you don't over-exaggerate or under-exaggerate what you do and you stay very consistent and the deals that you do, you show people and the challenges that you're having and that you show people and your wins you show and your challenges and your defeats you show, I think in weeks or months or if you're really slow, a year, you're going to have people private messaging you, people following you who have got money to invest because people who have money to invest, they mostly lurk. They don't go on, hi, I'm Rob and I've got two million to invest. I'm just looking for the first person to come and give me a deal. (laughs) Occasionally you see that, but mostly they lurk. There's 27,000 something people in progressive property in the Facebook group. I'm telling you at least 10% of them. It'll be more, but I'm telling you at least 10% are there with money to invest. So nearly 3,000 people in the progressive community. At least. At least. It must be more. And And I, I know people, like I know hundreds of people who've raised finance just in that Facebook group. If you're a business owner, professional or SaaS pension trustee and you want to stop the inflation erosion of your capital, you want to create cash flow and grow your retirement capital, but you just don't have the time. Do you want the baby without the labour pains? Then if you qualify, you may be able to invest with us. If that's you, pop along to taylorcapital.co.uk. We do the deals so you don't have to. It's kind of like the Netflix of investing. And what about the database? I mean, that must be humongous as well. Four hundred and fifty thousand. Four hundred fifty thousand is probably the same kind of thing there, maybe five percent or so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you we don't know. we don't market our deals to our database. We've we've never done it. We've never really felt the need. Yeah. I mean, look, we don't have a need for capital, which is a fortunate position to be in. If we did, I mean, I reckon I could raise fifty million from the community just like that if we See, went on a raise. Yeah. Um, Fantastic. Because of the people and the connection we've we've built and being out there on social media consistently. Yeah. So with that in mind then, moving on to the, the core of what this is about today. Um, if you're starting again, you don't have this to do, you don't have the team. I mean, there's four people behind here, three people or something like that. Um, you know, so Rob always has a, a big team. He's got a videographer. Uh, so you if don't you, need a team to raise finance. Huh? No, absolutely. So what would you do, Rob? Starting again, no team, no tribe, no money. You're out there. You've done a couple of deals, good deals. And so you've got case studies to show. What would you do on a daily basis? You're only like 30 minutes. You're not like a team. You're like an iPhone and a little mic thing like this. That's all. Okay. What would you do? So I would go to the um, Progressive Property Network. So I'd go to your local one and the one in London mm-hmm. or the ones in London. So yeah. cherry pick them. Pick the three or four in London that have got good numbers and then the one local to you and go to that every single month. Every People single. don't get this. Visibility. Mm-hmm is credibility. So they're they're not putting enough content out there. They're not getting seen enough. They can't see the end result. They feel that they don't have time when in fact they do. It's never about time. It's always about priority. The next thing is I would put content out there regularly in the progressive property community. And I told you before, share what you're learning, share what you've done, share some deals you're analyzing, share some deals you've bought when you've bought them, share your highs and your lows, your wins and your losses. Um, anything that can add value to other people. A lot of people go, hey, I'm here and I'm eating dinner and I'm doing this and that. And people don't really care about that. What they care about is what you can teach them, what you can show them, what you've learned that can help them save time and, and save mistakes. And, um, uh, and just put yourself out there more. Now, you're giving me a 30-minute day, a day criteria. So that's nothing to do with networking. So that's a different thing. So networking, your local area, London, 
do it consistently every month and keep going until until it happens and then keep going. But on a, on a social media, on a Facebook, on a Facebook lives, that kind of thing, putting content into your community. One piece of content for 15 minutes and 15 minutes engaging on the relevant posts. As in Facebook lives or just posts? Or yeah, both. you could do Facebook lives or you could do Facebook pre-records um, or you could do written content. Mm. So 15 minutes to do or plan it, yeah. plan and do it, and then 15 minutes engaging in the comments. Now, look, you probably don't want to post every day in the progressive property community unless you yeah. own the group like, like I do. So you may want to do three posts a week. Yeah. So you could plan your content four days a week and do all your comments yeah. on those four days and use the 30 minutes for that. And then the three times a week when you're doing content, you can do 30 minutes of content on a video. But I mean, if you think about everyone watching who's in the progressive community, think of five names. Now, we, we, we don't have to say this, but yeah. think of five names. I tell you, those five names are putting out the most content. <laughs> Guaranteed fact. Yeah. Visibility is credibility. credibility. And some people say to me, oh, so people say two things to me. One, oh, it can't be that easy. It is. Consistency wins every time. One, it's that easy. And then some people say to me, I haven't got time. Bullshit. There are minutes of what we're talking about. There you go. Yeah. 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 So um, as you said, this is my commitment to, to you guys out there over here as well that um, I'm going to be stepping up my game. And thanks very much for Rob for doing this. But I really got to re reiterate, social media is 45 million people on social media right now. 78% are on Facebook. 40 million can be reached with ads. Uh, I've started my YouTube, started my ads. I'm really getting things going. And I'm quite excited to potentially discussing a few things with Rob as well that may or may not be coming in the future. Hopefully, fingers crossed, you never know. We might have a, an announcement to make. Um, so there we have it. Um, how you build uh, your tribe without a team uh, on social media to attract the JB investors. Now, going forward then, where is social media going from now on, Rob? Where, where do you see the big changes happening? Um, so I think premium content is going to have a big drive. So if you think Netflix for film and series... Mm. There's Luminary for Podcasts, which is a paid platform. Um, mm -hmm. I have a Facebook supporter program where I give premium content. There's a small, just £3.49 a month. Um, there's the f new Facebook stars feature. And because there's so much content out there now and there's so much social media, mm -hmm. a lot of people are a bit overwhelmed. Who should they follow? Who should they listen to? Who should yeah. they believe? That is one of the downsides of all these people who can just put content out there. Um, so I think that there's going to be more paid and premium services on social media. I think that the wave of social media and the reach, it's not like it's stopped. LinkedIn, they don't restrict your reach anywhere near as much. Facebook groups are still growing strongly. Um, our groups are growing at quite a few hundred people a week. Um, but just a, just a progressive one. If you add our others, they're probably growing at a thousand a week. Um, I think that YouTube... Uh, is definitely a platform that seems to still have a, a lot of momentum. Um, mm. Stories. Um, I've been tipped off inside Facebook that stories are going to be given a big push and a big bias on next Instagram. year. Yeah. Um, on well, Facebook, Facebook too, because yeah. remember, Facebook yeah, own yeah, both yeah. Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Also, I now have an account manager of through Facebook, so someone who basically uh, makes themselves available to say, hey, look, these are the initiatives we've got going on. These are the trends. These are ways you can use Facebook to get maximum reach and maximum yeah. benefit because they see me as an influencer. Um, and so I'll be able to report quite frequently on the yeah. little things in Facebook that will, you know, give you the, the best advantage. But I just want to sum this up and say it again because it really is this simple. 
if everyone commits to being on social media for 30 minutes a day, either creating content or getting involved in posts. Yeah. Also, if you want to raise JV finance, mm-hmm. then you post content on yeah. things that would help raise finance, not necessarily pitching, mm-hmm. and you engage in threads which mm-hmm. discuss that. So you keep your content on brand. If you're packaging deals, you get yourself involved in all the deal packaging threads. If you're commercial like you, you talk a lot about commercial property. And like I said, weeks or months or however long, you'll get trickle-down followers, trickle-down inquiries, trickle-down leads. Someone will bump into your network and they'll be like, oh, you're Rob Moore, I see you on social media. And then that online. Now, by the way, will people say, oh, send me your bank details and I'll I'll whack you over a few hundred grand? That's not happened to me. But then you'll meet them face to face. You go, oh, you're Dan Taylor. We're mates on Facebook. And then you start the relationship. And honestly, I've seen hundreds of people do that. It's real. I think the key thing, takeaway, is consistency trumps speed. It does. Consistency trumps quality. Because you can make your first post and it's not very very good. I bet you if you and I look at our first post ever on social media, we'd be embarrassed. (laughs) But it makes you get better each time so i would say quantity over quality quantity over yeah quality. because quality comes yeah you know start now get perfect later so there we have it you know absolutely amazing content what you can do in 30 minutes a day to attract uh, investors for your commercial property deals or residential property deals service accommodation hmo buy to let whatever it may be um and that's great. What's coming next in social media? A lot of paid content, as you say. Um, premium content is the way forward, you know, going forward for influencers. Group stories. Yeah. And hopefully we'll maybe get Rob back on again because he, he hinted at insights coming down the line from potentially yeah. Facebook. But what would be really good to find out is what's next for Rob Moore? What's your plan going forward? What's your big excitement? What's the big thing burning and exciting for you going forward this year and this decade? What's your big achievement? Wow. Um, so a mentor of mine once said to me, Rob, you start in new things all the time and entrepreneurs do that. Why don't you just do the same thing you did last year, but 20 or 30% better? And that really struck a chord with me because I'd never really thought about business like that. But most of what I want to do this year is just a continuation of last year. I want to continue to grow my podcast and have great impact with a disruptive entrepreneur. I want to continue to grow progressive property. Now, the property training space had a bit of disruption. There's been a few things which haven't really been great for the industry, but then you correct or you take the feedback or you you get more closely knit. Often these things happen and then the progressive community gets more tightly knit because people realize we've been here 13 years and we're staying here another 13 or 30 years. Mm -hmm. So continuing to grow the progressive property training business and the community. Um, We have lots of training. We do 850 training days a year. So I have got some new courses up my sleeve which are are probably not for now. Continue to build my personal brand. Continue to develop our 130 units that Mark and I are doing at the moment. So a lot of it is just a bit more my supporter program and the stars feature. I'm one of only 20 people in the world that has the ability to receive stars and and have that that. stars function. If you're one of 20 in the world, obviously you've got a massive following, massive influencer, uh, prolific content creator, um, but still, you know, there must be a a lot of people out there, the other 19. I mean, they potentially must be, you know, bigger influencers. Yeah, I mean, I I reckon on my live streams, out of the 20 of us, I reckon I'm the lowest or one of the lowest in what I get. I asked them this because I'm like, look, I don't have 100 million followers. I'm not Cristiano Ronaldo. Why have you chosen me? And they said two reasons. You have an engaged Engaged, following and a loyal following. So with my supporter program and the stars program and the amount of content I put on social media, Facebook must have looked and gone, 
who is loyal to the Facebook platform, mm. who posts consistently, who has a loyal following, an engaged following, you know, not a, a load of bought likes or whatever. And they pick me out of 20 people in the world. I think I'm one of, I thought I was the only Brit, but I've seen one other Brit. One of, um, yeah, because um, I don't yeah, know her name off the top right. of my head, but we're in a closed Facebook group called um, Facebook Stars Beta. Yeah. So there's 20 of us and a load of Facebook employees who are all figuring out how yeah. we can make this stars program work. But it's the start of Facebook's currency. I am right at the forefront of seeing some massive changes in social media, which I'm really excited about. And mm. I'll do my best to share them with people as I go on the journey. Yeah, fantastic. So one one last thing before um, before we go, and I really appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Always a pleasure, um, never a chore. <laughs> I've got to bring up this. Now, Bobby, your, your son, awesome golfer. Some say... You can actually, you know, do 10 holes and ones in the putting, you know, green and, you know, 20, 30 feet out. Yeah. So how come with his skill, which is obviously apple from the tree, you know, doesn't fall far. You must be quite good. Um, how did you crash the Ferrari into the News International building? What's that got to do with my son? <laughs> well, um, it was all over social media. It was all in the press. I mean, yeah. obviously you never meant it. And thank goodness nobody was hurt. So touch wood. And um but yeah. that was a hell of a situation. And how did that come about? And, yeah. And secondly, did that impact you positively? You know, okay. After you got over the fright of the accident and all that yeah. kind of thing. So basically what happened was Bobby had had his first hole in one, which I was really excited about. He was three years old. Three years he old. hit a five iron um, and he hit a hole in one on the third hole on our local pitch and putt. And I did some research and the um, the youngest ever person to get a hole in one was about 45 days older than him. But we couldn't get it as an official world record because I didn't have any video evidence. But I didn't really care. In, in, in me, I knew. Um, and Bobby's golf at that time was going really well. I mean, he was only really young. but um, So I was just like in cloud nine. I and I was probably maybe just a bit high and maybe a little bit complacent and flippant and probably losing my concentration on things. Um, and yeah, I just came around the corner here. Yeah. Um, it was really early in the morning. Um, I wasn't breaking the speed limit, um, but I was taking the corner too fast, obviously. Otherwise, I'd have come around it. Um, and the, like the ceramic brakes on the 458, which was the Ferrari we had back the then. 458 Spider. Yeah, 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 they need a lot of warming up. And they, yeah. they ju just went straight through the corner. Yeah. Went through about 30 yards of bushes and straight into the side of the News International building. And that had a £105,000 repair bill. I went in 105 grand repair bill. Yeah. I'm on the, wow. I'm, I'm on, I'm ranked on the world's most expensive crashes <laughs> website. And I, I went in. I mean, the car was a wreck. Everything fell off. The chassis was intact, but everything else fell yeah. off. It looked like a chassis. Um, and I, I went in and said, Oh, look, is the, the manager of the building here? And they brought down the facilities manager. And I said, Mate, look, I've, I've crashed my car in the car park. Mm. He said, Oh, don't worry. It happens all the time. You know, we'll check the cameras and blah, blah. And I thought he'd, thought that someone had bumped yeah, reverse into yeah. another car or hit a post and then when we walk around the side because <laughs> the building realize. the building's like that shape um so there's a central atrium in the building that and we walk yeah. around the corner there and he just said oh my god well you didn't say oh my god he said fuck <laughs> me i've never seen anything like no. it within what within two hours there was the three re three reporters standing outside but you know yeah. like, oh we want to interview rob moore we want to interview rob moore and i sat down with Catherine, my md and mark and said look what do I do? Should Crazy. I decline this? And, you know, and, and they were like, go for it, Absolutely. which I thought they wouldn't do. I thought that because like, mm. I'm normally the one that goes for these things, not them. So was there a silver lining on well, this bad situation? 
I mean, look, it make, my son wasn't in the car. That's the yeah, silver, silver lining. And, silver uh, lining. and hey, look, I'm probably, um, I haven't crashed since. So <laughs> that was good. Um, hey, look, it was in the sun. It was in the Daily Mail. It got, I mean, look, some people even accuse me of doing it as a PR stunt. What, nearly killing myself? No, um, I, I think that's a bridge too far. Yeah. Obviously, there's positive ramifications. Well, look, I, I think it shows people that I don't take myself too seriously. And I'm happy to talk about some of my failings and mistakes. I, look, it's not any business, has it? Let's be honest. Um, but, but yeah, there you go. But anyway, just for me, poor old Mark owned half that car as well. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Which half? Uh, yeah, the passenger <laughs> half. Yeah. Uh, anyway, one last thing before we go. I know I've said that before, but one about last five thing. times. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Well, thanks very much, uh, Rob Moore. It's been an absolute pleasure. And pleasure, Dan. Thank, Thank you very you. much, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Cheers. <laughs>